Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're putting the band back together. We're on a mission from God. Episode 2, the Believe in Surfing Podcast. Omar Echeverry, myself, Cyrus Sotsas. You can follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. O-Dog, are you on Twitter yet? Uh, there you are. No, I'm not. I'm slacking. Yeah. I promise. I promise. I know. I know. It's great. Now, now we're going to talk about it and someone's <laughs> well, going to grab well, my name. Register really soon before this actually gets published. Uh, today... This is Friday, October 4th. We're <laughs> okay, recording this okay, at 1.35 p.m. Uh, we talk surfing. We'd love to get some guests on the show. We could not pull it off for this edition. We're like inches away from Grant Twiggy Baker, one of the most legendary big wave surfers ever, coming on the program. But he had technical issues on his end from South Africa. Um, so we'll try to do that again. But O-Dog, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. And I'm excited to get Twiggy on here and all the other guys. Of course, yes, technical issues. You know, it's funny you dive into these podcasts and you're like, oh, everyone's doing that. It's easy. Yes. But of course, we are trying to interview people in other time zones, uh, other other countries. So in, entry to barrier, you know, yeah, and, and despite the entry, fact that it sounds um, like we'll you get and I are in the same room, oh, dog, you're actually in Santa Cruz right now. I'm in the Bay Area. Um, and, and usually when we have a third guest, like they're at a whole other location, you're right. It is not as easy to produce and publish podcasts as one might think, unless you're literally just by yourself sitting there and your guest is right next to you or something like that. Um, so we, we are going to be a guest driven podcast, obviously, but we also need to pump out episodes. So today we're going to recap the freshwater pro, which, uh, you analyzed extensively. So I'm looking forward to your feedback on that. And then we already have another surf contest. Is that right? Are they in France right now? That's right. Uh, the Quicksilver and Roxy Pro is going down in France in Hossegor oh. in insane waves right now. Looks like the banks are going crazy. So it, it's it, it, it's getting fun. Uh, you know, the this like and, and so what, what do we have left? So we have Hossegor, which yeah, is France, and then do we have another European event, or is that it for Europe? No, we have um, Paniche right. in Portugal. That place is insane. They call it the Portuguese mm. Pipeline. I've been there a couple times. That wave is insane. Um, the, the town is uh-huh. so cool. That whole um, coastline uh-huh. uh, right out, outside of Lisbon is just super cool. It, it literally has, I believe, some, uh, some of the most surf breaks out of any coastline in the world. Um, really? Big waves, small waves, reef so breaks, what is, beach breaks. Has so what's, absolutely what's, uh, so what's more high quality to you, uh, the California coast or the Portugal coast? You know what? That's a great question because right. uh, that part of Portugal reminds me a lot of Northern California. It really, it seriously does. Like it has reefs and beaches, um, and a lot. Of, there's a few like small bays, right? And but most of it is um, open ocean facing, which creates a ton of swell. So it's it's very similar to like Northern California. Oh, that's crazy! I know the way you described Cruz, it you know, sounded a lot like Santa Cruz because if you're in Santa Cruz similar. within like a 15 minute drive, you can go to pretty much any kind of wave you want. Um, and that's kind of like the way you described Portugal. It sounded the same way. So they've got. You got France, you got Portugal, and then you've got Pipe Masters. Is that correct? So does Gabriel Medina, like, is is this his to lose? Does anyone else have even a chance to beat him? 
<laughs> That's a good question. So to wrap up the Freshwater Pro, Gabriel Medina uh, took it out. You know, and of course, controversial contest with the fact that it's a wave pool. Every wave is exactly the same. And, you know, and it's, it, I think it's really interesting to listen to the athletes' interviews um, about this event. And that is, you know, right. you got Gabriel Medina saying, yeah, I'm super pumped. I won this. Every wave is the same. So it's fair. But then you have a lot of surfers going, you know, I don't get to practice in this. This is not like a real wave. It's cool. You know, so, so much controversy yeah, with this is. contest. You know my take, and I believe it's similar to yours. It's its own sport. You know, so it is, right? It's just different. So, which is cool. You know, hey, that's totally cool. Whether it should be lumped in with, you know, like the world champ and with the world tour. And that, the, yeah, you, um, and you professional surfing. You brought up an interesting um, point. I know me, that's, that's the, the that's the argument Medina and others make supporting surf contests, these artificial waves, these wave pools, um, which is that because every wave is the same, it is fair, right? Like the best surfer wins. It is hard to argue with that, right? I, I, I get that logic. My counterpoint to that, though, is that without fans, without people watching the webcast, without people interested in your sport, you're not getting paid for your sport, right? Like you're not like your sport is not going to be successful. And from my perspective as a fan watching this thing, it's boring as fuck. It's just it's not interesting to me watching the same wave and the same maneuvers over and over and over again. I do understand the spectator perspective of it. I do understand the fairness aspect of it in terms of everyone having the same waves and how many waves. But again, it's just not interesting. It's just not entertaining to me. But And again, this is all subjective, obviously. Um, but who, you, you raise an interesting point there. Who on the WSL does not have the opportunity to practice at Kelly Slater's wave pool. You were saying some people thought it was unfair because they're not practicing enough. Is anyone not permitted or not have access to the artificial wave? You know what? That's a, that's a really good point and something good to, okay. to bring up with this event. And so, so everyone has the equal opportunity to practice. I, I, I haven't read the rule book, but um, yeah. So every single surfer uh, prior to the event gets a certain amount of waves and exact same amount, but okay. You can rent this place, right? And a, a quite a few companies ended up renting it before the event, so they could get a social media, uh, social um, media clip of their athletes blowing up, and and also getting a few other athletes extra practice. So there's this controversy, like, hey, this guy's got a sponsor that'll throw forty G's, which is what it costs to rent it for a day, um, and my athletes get to bust out all day long. Um, you know, so yeah, there's a, a ton of controversy on that. And, you know, if you follow any yeah. of the uh, social, you can check it out. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> Hey, it is what it is. Uh, and, and I'm sick. glad it's not it's happening really in the cool. Olympics. I, you know, I could, I could see that tour, being like an Olympic thing as well. Uh, taking a step back real quick to the Quicksilver pro in France, uh, and raw and the Roxy pro. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that Quicksilver is still financially solvent enough to sponsor surf contest i i honestly was wondering until you just said that whether or not surf brands like quicksilver and billabong are even still in existence and i don't know if it's just me not going to stores as much as i used to so i don't want to really see it but i i don't see much quicksilver out there these days i, I don't even see that much roxy out there these days I, i'm guessing roxy is still much more popular are these brands still doing good like what like like how are they affording sponsoring a surf event you know, uh, I feel like, um, I do feel like I, I have good insight. Um, you know, I, I, 
I was a professional surfer uh-huh. and I was super, super grateful that um, the company Rusty, they sponsored me as half athlete, half sales rep. And that's how I segued out of being a professional surfer, which I'm I'm so grateful to Charlie Setzler and Rusty Priesendorfer to really like help me do that because it's hard. It's hard to segment out of professional surfing into anything that makes you money. Um, now that gave right. me a super, super close inside perspective of the sales aspect along with the sport aspect, I felt. Um, I was right there. They're both, you know, coinciding together with these massive trade shows, um, you know, and hey, uh, fashion, it goes up and down. It really does. Um, you know, it, it, you know, it's crazy. You take, yeah. boy, I think it was um, late 90s, uh, uh, two, early 2000s, surf apparel, surf apparel was the number two best-selling apparel in America. Like, that's crazy thought. Surfing's not and that big of a sport. And most still do. It I think most still NFL. do, actually. sold everything. You know, everyone, every yeah. department store had surf brands, huge sections, like you said. They they have they have quite a bit, but it has definitely lessened. Um, and, and that, you know, unfortunately, the, the downfall went in from my perspective was the H and M's of forever 21s. Like it was gnarly. Like they were just, wow. Okay. We could make for retail 59 bucks. They were making for 20 bucks, like identical. Like you look at them and you're like, gosh, man, like, like that, that is literally the and same. ASR for people that, that, <laughs> that like, don't oh, know. Gosh. ASR for you know, people and, that don't know was like so the, bad was it called action sports ASR, retailer? It was, was like a there, trade show for and, apparel um, companies, right? Yeah. And they caught a few people, Yes, it was basically a reason for everyone in action sports to get absolutely obliterated and make a ton of money at the same time, which is a phenomenon. Like these guys are getting rich. Like I mean, we used we used to joke it was a seven billion dollar clothing business yeah. created by people that I don't even think graduated from high school. I used to say barely graduated, but I honestly don't know if some did. Like, you know, but but it it, it had mm-hmm. the action sport aspect, which is like I will do anything I can to like keep my lifestyle going to do what I like, whether it's skateboarding or surfing and party like literally. So, so like it, they were taking that mentality into sales, which I was like, wow, like, yep. you know, you'd watch these yep. sales reps. Go it was crazy. Mason's, I mean, it was, I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I, I owned own, own and operated a surf shop in San Francisco for two, and for two years at them like, and saw that side me, of it. You were <laughs> repping for again, you were, you were a sponsored yeah. surfer and rep for rusty. You were a, the primary sales rep for O'Neill. Um, and you're right. The action sports retail industry and the individuals who are behind it doing the sales for the most part are just uneducated schmucks who, and you might not agree with that. What, what I just call them. I, I definitely met a lot of fucking idiots in this industry. Um, but you're right. They're mostly, most of them are un- uneducated and they're doing this mostly so they can just continue that lifestyle while making money in the process. <laughs> um, so what happened? Is it still going on? No, so you know, uh, rewind. Sorry, I got off topic a little bit. Um, you know, so at the last ASR, the Action Sports real t- Retailers, um, there were people from H and M stealing ca- uh, catalogs, and and yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. So so uh, surf industry started hiring security in front of each booth, and then yes. they started limiting uh, handing out catalogs. And so the crazy thing in in uh, the fashion industry, especially yep. Yep. what we were in, which is like like, you know, was legitimate fashion industry. You're, you're forecasting six months in advance. 
So you're like, hey, purple is going to be the hot color six months from now, right? <laughs> so, you know, these guys were able to to kind of like get ahead of the curve. So in three months, they could come out with purple, yep. you know, in a sense. And for 20 bucks cheaper per garment. Um, so you watch the whole industry just literally get hammered, you know, all the way down to ASR going completely out of business, which is interesting, you know, which was purchased by Nielsen Group. And yeah, and it was, it was amazing, you know, downfall. But um, as far as, you know, companies still doing well, they are on a come up again. You know, so but clearly, so you're does, saying does Quicksilver is doing good um, enough like to sponsor surf kind of contests and they're still again. around, but they're not um, as big as they were. Course, yes. And from what? Yes. And from what I've heard, um, it is actually because um, yeah. the sport of surfing now has this backbone, which is the WSL, um, which is supported by a legitimate network, um, is actually aired on a lot of television stations uh -huh. throughout the, the globe, which is, you know, interesting. We'll talk about like you go to Hawaii, you just, you know, oh, it's on TV. You know, you go channel four. Or I, I can't remember which channel it is, but you go to the North Shore and you're like, oh, cool. I can watch it. Oh, that is you know, true. On, yeah, on that is TV. true. Because you're right. Because really cool. the entire business um, model of, of competitive surfing. First of all, it was, used to be so called the ASP, surfing contest the Association of Surfing Professionals. Sponsor um, the major, then this billionaire uh, guy comes in, not a surfer. Yeah. I can't remember his name. What is Ziff? His last name is Ziff or something like that. I can't remember. Um, this billionaire comes in, buys the entire organization. Um, and I read this story about it. I think William Finnegan published this for The New Yorker when he was at Kelly Slater's Wave Pool like a year ago in this article or a couple of years ago in this article he published. Um, so this billionaire comes in, not again, not a surfer, right? He has no idea about anything when it comes to surfing. He's a billionaire. I forgot who what his name is or, or how he made his money. But... Um, yeah, he, he's basically proposed with the he's basically approached and is offered the opportunity to buy the entire league under the premise that look, you're a billionaire, you have a shitload of money. Um, it's not e and and one thing I've read and heard is that all these billionaires, the people in the the, the most elite of rich clubs, one of their new shiny toys they all want that most of them can't have is a pro sports team, right? And that's the reason why you look at like the NBA, you look at Major League Baseball, the NFL, no matter what these pro pro leagues are, even the NHL and to a lesser extent, Major League Soccer. Anytime you have one of these teams up for sale, they're going they're they're selling for billions of dollars now. Part of it is the popularity of sports. Right. But it's also because of the fact that, again, you have all these billionaires and they want this new shiny toy. They want to be a part of the club. But, but not every owner selling their team, right? I mean, it's actually very rare for a team to be put up for sale. Um, so this this particular billionaire, and I should probably just look this up while I'm talking, but uh, he had the opportunity to not necessarily buy a team, but to buy an entire league, right? And it, and it did happen to be the sport of surfing, which he knew nothing about, but he said, fuck it. And I think Kelly Slater kind of... Uh, uh, helped organize this backdoor dealings. His, his, his business manager was the one who set up this whole network. Um, so now we have a rebranded surf league that went from the ASP, the WSL. And before the surf brands were really the financial uh, 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 base, the, the financial basically foundation for professional surfing, because they all would pay for these contests to sponsor them, right? But they also had a shitload of power in the process and oftentimes would exhibit favoritism towards their sponsored surfers and whatnot. Now the WSL funds the entire thing. This billionaire is funding this entire thing. And so the surf brands don't have as much power, but they also don't have to spend as much to sponsor it. So you're saying, sorry for this long diatribe to explain all this. I hope I was being at least informational in the process. But um, so you're saying now Quicksilver doesn't have to foot like, 
10, 20 million dollars like they used to. Now maybe it's like half a million or something like that. It's much less. Is that a fair is that do you think that's accurate? Okay. <laughs> All right. No, hey, that was a great that was a great breakdown. Yeah. Um in and, and and you know, the debate has been um, you know, is is it bad yeah. that this happened or is it good? Um and, and it's it's weird for me because I worked at these events and like like I've said in our last podcast, I was surprised that they even went down sometimes, like literally, you know, duct tape on the generator, you know, like just crazy stuff. You're like, whoa, man, like this could go wrong any minute. And, you know, there's, you know, uh, there's 20,000 people watching live and then there's, you know, <laughs> a million online, you know, so, so the fact that it now has a consistent infrastructure, I yeah. think is awesome. I used to dream of that. Like, you know, like that my headphones would work, you know, or, or, or I remember being on a boat one time and the, they're using an old school radio yeah. wave and it wasn't signaling correctly. You know, we're talk, talking to, you know, a CT event that I think the company spent, gosh, millions on, you know, and we, you know, so, so, it, you know, yeah, is, you know, is it good or bad? It's, you know, it, it is elevating the sport, yeah. which is awesome. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I, I do have a friend that is friends with the owner and and he is uh -huh, looking super yeah, yeah, long term right. which yeah, i which i think toy, is really yes. cool so whatever the media wants to say like hey at least he's looking at this just like you said like here's my little league my, my yeah i mean the, you're right there are you want, positives kind of and negatives i, I feel like it, right? when the asp you know? was um, the governing body yes, but but um, um every, the issue was that heard, all you had were surfers running the entire cool. thing well, and, and the problem that. with and again this this is coming from someone who's covered surfing for close to 20 years now who's been involved in this industry forever um the the problem previously from my experience was that you can't have just surfers running an organization this large and 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 the reason why i say that is because most surfers and most especially pro surfers are like you said, not very educated, right? Like you look at like the surfing reps, for example, so most of them, some of them, a lot of them did not even have high school degrees. And most of them sure as shit do not have college degrees, right? I mean, Omar, you are such an exception, in my opinion. You are a very bright, educated individual, but your dad is also like a genius who is a former professor in what, physics or something like that, or chemistry. What was his field of study that he was teaching? Yeah, physics, which is one of the hardest disciplines in academia. So you, I mean, so you grew up in a home that not only respected education, but you also traveled the world from the beginning, and that alone is an incredible educational experience. Uh, to physics, make you a more yeah. well-rounded uh, individual, and to have more perspective, and just to be more educated and informed. Um, I do not think that's the case with most surfers. So previously, I feel like we had one extreme where you had a bunch of dumbasses running a huge governing body of professional surfing. Now, and, he, and this is, again, this is all just opinion, right? But we're, it's a fucking podcast. So if we're not, you know, expressing opinions, what good are we? So on the other side of the equation is now the WSL. And, and, I, and for some reason, I just feel like they can't find this happy medium. And the happy medium to me is having educated surfers, right? Surfers who actually are smart and who can organize something as big as an organizational body of competitive surfing. Because right now what you have, the one bright side to this group that I see is that Kelly Slater is the unofficial commissioner. He will not admit that, and that's okay. But he's calling all the shots right now. And I've seen quotes from other pro surfers saying that, especially if they're disgruntled, saying, ask Commissioner Slater. You know, like I've seen attributions saying such things like that, right? Like Kelly's clearly the boss of this thing. It's his business manager's friend who bought the league. 
Um, and I love that. I think that's a great first step. What I don't like is having CEOs, is having marketing executives, having all these individuals. Odog, you know the story, I think from earlier this year, last year of one of the head marketing executives of the WSL having her fins on backwards um, and being on a beach learning how to surf, right? Or, or I, it, Which was a horrible horrible look right yeah and then, and then kelly gets all defensive and that's how i know kelly's actually running this thing right because if kelly wouldn't give a shit if he wasn't significantly invested in this on a business <laughs> i and didn't hear that level. one that one's good though um <laughs> no so way. i don't like the fact <laughs> yeah. another example for example we, we i don't think we had sorry to be redundant there i don't think we had a pipe masters event last year or triple crown there's some issue going on in hawaii where they submitted the paperwork for the permits late thinking that, oh, it's no big deal. We're the WSL. They'll do whatever we want. And then Hawaiians were like, fuck you. Follow the rules or you're not having a contest. And and, and I think it was like the one of the, the, the QS events, right, where they had to cancel it for a year or postpone it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the January pipeline event they have there. It's like the Vulcan Pro or something. Do you, do you, are you following me? Yes, and the and the CEO Goldschmidt or whatever her name yeah. is, like she just yeah, thought, no, oh, that. we'll just I, do this. I did hear about like, that. Only, you know, so, they, so there was a, a clear a distance between um, year, and right, like the organization, and so these executives, the and then actual pure surfers <laughs> and surfing communities and whatnot. And I just do not understand why they cannot hire people who are educated and smart and who surf. Like, why do you have to have CEOs who have previous experience managing competitive sports like the NFL and the NBA? Those are different beasts. Those, those organizations are driven largely by fans who cannot play those sports, right? But they love watching it. Surfing's driven and supported largely by surfers. Like, I don't know many people, I don't even know if I've met a single person who watches a webcast who doesn't surf themselves, right? So I don't understand why the WSL... Again, I think they're getting there. And having Kelly Slater as your CEO is amazing. But I don't understand why you're hiring executives to run this thing who don't fucking surf. I'm sorry, but if you're gonna hire someone last like if you're gonna hire someone in these in these high up executive positions to run your league and they're trying to learn to surf now, that's not gonna cut it, man. I mean, it, this is a sport that takes sometimes a lifetime to master. <laughs> and it's that investment that so many of the surfers respect, the people who actually dedicate their lives to this lifestyle and culture and sport. So that's my diatribe in the WSL is that get some people in there who can fucking surf, you know? Like, like enough with the suits. I don't think surfers want suits in up there telling them what to do and making these decisions. Kelly Slater as the CEO as or as the commissioner, whatever you want to call him, even though he doesn't have it. any of these titles because he's actually still surfing. Great. I love it. He's the greatest surfer ever. He's wildly popular. That's a good step. But this uh, Sophia Goldschmidt or whatever her name is, I'm sorry for not getting the name right, and, and her entire crew of management don't like it. I don't think they're the right people to have in there running this thing. So... That's my two cents on the whole competitive side of surfing. Um, and then the Freshwater Pro we've talked about. So who? So Gabriel Medina won. Is that right on the men's side? Your wording is so good. When you yes. <laughs> oh, it's insane. <laughs> and I also got to throw a, a few little pennies in there. Two cents. Right. Boom. Getting in there. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. And and hey, and you know me, Mr. Positron, right? That's what they call me. Yes. So... So and and I'm gonna throw some some uh, some people some names at you. Oh, you so mean the owner believe surfers with, yes. with amazing yes. academic records, and one of them is the founder of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so graduated <laughs> from uh, USC Braun, of course, right? And and then 
Yes, 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 yeah. So, so, um, and and hey, you know, you know, I believe, mm-hmm. <laughs> love you, isn't that worded? Is that that things are 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 going that way? Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who actually his son it was like a hot up and coming surfer, wow. right? And and he calls wow. me, he's like, dude, he's like, I just talked to my kid, and 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 he told me he's like. I gave him the option. Do you want to do the W Coast tour or do you want to go to college? And he looked that's at me and all, that's I crazy. Go to college. And he's like, Whoa, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Cause part of him, he's in the surf industry. He's like, he's all, he, our debate was like, is surfing even cool anymore? <laughs> you know, like, yes. like, uh, maybe, you know, right. Right. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, we're, we're talking about it though. The new generation, you know, it's kind of popular right now is, is to surf on your free time and create an app or become a billionaire. Uh-huh. That that's what, that's kind of what's in vogue right now. Or in, And to look underground about it, you know, like the, the, the coolest people have a hoodie on and drive a Ferrari, you know, that's, that's, we, him and I had this long discussion about it, but, but, um, I've, Mr. Yeah, I hope so. And like I said, I do um, think that it, it went in the right that we're step. Gonna get there, um, but it just it just um, it just went from that, one extreme you know, to the other extreme. Like uh, hopefully, at some point they they, they correct, they autocorrect, and at some point if um if Kelly Slater there. ever retires, and I'm not saying he should. I mean, I'm saying as long as you're in the top ten, dude, keep doing what you're doing, man. But and you're making us old guys look good because you're way older than us and you're fucking kicking ass. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, if when if and when Kelly ever retires, dude, get up to make yourself the official commissioner do that i think pat o'connell actually is now they brought him in right in a more executive level is that correct or boy pat yeah he's taken over as kieran perot so which is kieran perot is amazing to have in there so so yeah they have great yeah. people in there but yeah a little more balance yes. and, and hey i do agree with you you know working closely at events and for events a good portion of my life and then competing in them i i do agree it, it kind of went it went too clean you know, it need, it does need a little more grit in there, um, you know, and and so you know, hopefully it will. But yes, um, following Ouch. up on on the Freshwater Pro, G- Gabriel Medina won it. Um, he's now first in the world. Philippe Toledo fell down to second. Jordy Smith maintaining his third okay. position. Kaloe went down to uh, fourth position. Um, and but here here's the here's the thing. So right now you have Gabriel Medina. Yes, he is in a controlling lead really close oh, to Philippe wow. Toledo, but, okay. but his track record going into these next three events is ridiculous. So if you're a sports fan, you're looking at stats, man, you are correct. He's like, you know, heavily favored to win because of that. But because now, now we're in, you know, yeah, he's, he's won all of the ev- next three events. He's won them all before in his career, which is crazy out of all the top guys. Um, but that's the fun part. It's the sport of surfing, like one mess up. You're you're done. It seems you know, and, obvious and it is his is, to lose. I mean, I I mean, low county, I, I know um, you can score. bet on surfing. I should so, probably look this you know up. Let I mean? me just so look up right now, real quick. Um, for other guys to I, I would it. guess if you could um, bet on surfing, yeah, like and I'm pretty saying, sure you could. I'm going to look sure, this up right now. To lose that right Gabriel Medina. Well, what's a website? Because I want to I want to look up surfing, uh, surf the odds, right? So I'm gonna. That's why I'm googling it right now. Surf game because I want to know. I'm I'm. Yeah. No, you can. I'll, I'll, you don't don't even look it up. You totally can. I got. Lot, I have friends that do it all the time. <laughs> okay. 
it's yeah. It's a, I, I, I'm I'm going to this it's, website it's right now. It's called youbet.com, and, and supposedly, and you, I mean, my internet sucks here for some reason. But um, <laughs> yeah, so supposedly you, you, you could gamble Aussie, on it right now. As soon as I get those odds, I'll find it. The whole reason why I'm looking this up is because but I'm guessing it is not a good <laughs> bet to no, bet no, on no, Medina. I'm guessing he's like the hands-on, overwhelming favorite to win the world title. This will be his third championship if he holds on. Is that correct? I believe that's his third world title if he if he does. If this does play out the way we expected. So that would be three. Oh, here we go. Okay. So I'm looking at it right now. Surfing, uh, World Surf League. Oh, I don't know if you can bet on the the year. Oh, you can't. At least not from what I said. Oh, here we go. Yes. Yeah. WSL men's world champion. Um well let me, oh yeah. So right now the the you can bet on one of six people. You can bet on Gabriel Medina. Uh who is this? It, we, did we talk about this guy, Italo? It's the same. That's the same Italo, who who barely made it to the Olympic qualifiers with like nine minutes remaining in his heat. This is a crazy story. Let's let's talk about this real quick, and we'll continue on with Medina. Italo, Italo for Ferreira from Brazil. Yes, Italo's had to go to Japan to compete yeah, in basically an Olympic qualifier in order to actually represent Brazil in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Loses his passport. He has to wait. His flight gets delayed, I think, 18 hours just to get to Japan. When he gets to Japan, he has to go to the American consulate because there's a surf contest in the U.S. right after that he has to fly to. Then he gets to the surf contest in Japan. Only nine minutes left in his heat, right? I think it was like a 30-minute heat. There's only like nine minutes remaining when he gets there. That's how late he, he arrived. He doesn't have board shorts, so he has to put on jean. Kid you not, jean shorts, denim shorts, right? Puts these on, goes out there, wins the fucking heat, and he's representing Brazil in the Olympics now because of that. That is insane. And you're saying he's like a really lovable guy, right? Like everyone loves him? Dude, he's the man. Like, yeah, no, people like him and they love his passion. It's so cool to watch. Um, he comes from a super small fishing village in Brazil. I'm not uh, sure exactly where, but like super humble beginnings. Um, and uh, that's from whatever, he's fantastic. just he's so, but, so like, going back to Gabriel Medina, his old Brazilian country mate. You know, every single um, wave is, you know, is all Medina the way. a threat you know, they to say Kelly's 11 world title? six, like all day long, which is, it's great. What, it's cool. He busts what do you think? I mean, he he's what, 23, 24? Um, I don't know yeah, his age exactly. How old is Medina now? Something like that? Somewhere around there? He's not old. He's a kid. That's a really good question. No, he's not. No, you know, I, I, I don't think he is. Um, just because there's, there's, uh, Kelly was like overly dominant, um, during his era, you know what I mean? Like he was just like right. way more talented and always won, you know, where I, you know, you still gotta have John, John's going to be a factor. I mean, you know, so you, your are um, your world title, age um yeah you know, there's only a certain amount of years you can win <laughs> yeah. world titles regardless of how many kelly's yeah. won right <laughs> so, right and then and then what they you know what they they used to say is like it was actually a lot of guys would get it was kind of like yeah. depressing when kelly was winning so many because there's guys that were total world and, ta- and, material, and take it but and take have, yeah and take you know it a I mean? step further like joel parkinson amazingly won one when he would have won much more i think like, mick fanning I mean, would have won probably close to know, 10 any other year if kelly wasn't they in existence been a world right champ. andy irons would have won over 10 if kelly wasn't in existence and it's crazy i mean it's messed up yeah that is crazy it reminds me of like all those players who were around when michael jordan was playing 
like the Charles Barkleys, totally. the Carl Malones, who never Seriously. got world championships, no, Tosborough, and they totally yeah, would have, I mean, but they have to so be playing at the exact same time as the greatest <laughs> ever. But and when that's happening, guys, yeah, there's nothing you can do. Like, there's, there's nothing you can do. It sucks. Going in and out of yeah. yeah, the all-time greats. Yeah. On, on a, yeah, so so going back to the gambling odds, um, yeah, they're not listing the odds right, right. now, which usually tells me they're waiting on certain it's uh, like certain Phelps. results. Um, but it's Medina Phelps. is the it's favorite. Another, on the women's side, you know, if you want to bet on who's going to win the, yeah, the like, championship on like, the WSL women's side of things, Carissa while, Moore so. is the overwhelming Bummer. favorite. <laughs> um, she is a 1 in 2.4 chance of winning the world championship. Those are very high odds. So in other words, you bet $1 to get $2.40 back. Um, Lakey Peterson, I didn't realize she is second in the running. Um, she's at, at, uh, at minus three fifty to win the world championship, meaning you bet $1 to get $3.50 back. And Lakey, by the way, is who I was going to say is, is absolutely rocking the Richter scale this week. We do a little segment each week where we talk about who's rocking that thing. Who's earth shaking. Um, dude, I've always had a weird thing for her. Um, I know she's not everyone's type. Some guys will say, yeah, she's cute. She's all right. I think she's smoking. And she just won the Freshwater Pro. Like, won that thing. That's a big deal. Lakey, what's her story, man? I haven't heard much about her. What's she doing these days? You know what? She's the probably the most determined uh, woman on the tour. I, mm -hmm. I, I hate saying that, but, but I mean, dude, yeah, her interviews is. are awesome. I love them. She's super competitive. She always has a coach. I mean, she's, she's gnarly. Like I would, if I was one of the other women on the tour, I'd fear her <laughs> like, be like, no. Um, but, um, yeah, she's blowing up. I mean, she has climbed way up in the ranking. Chris Amore is dominating the ratings though. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is like a full, like almost three, 4,000 points ahead of her. Yeah. Um, but, but it's been a really cool race. You got Steph Gilmore still in the mix. You got, uh, Sally Fitzgibbons and, and then you have to look at their tour. It, it ends up in like a perfect, right. Which, which will be fun to watch these uh, top five girls. Um, you know what I mean? Because they're all surf really well on those type of waves you know oh, they all come amazing. from point breaks yeah, they all you know they, yeah, they'll, they they'll kill uh, me like, like, like you're a former pro surfer like if you if you just decided to right. you still surf regularly so yeah if the, you decided to go back out there and compete Pam against lakey peterson now, like would she kick your ass <laughs> or would you hold your own i would i would love to see one sneak into a wow man, like, a, okay you know, the guy he and just smoke a couple guys he's <laughs> fun to fun to watch dude right well, what's your, yeah, let's say, let's say, let's say you were, dude, let's say you felt good. Let's me. say you did I mean, not have health issues yeah, and you actually I, go I mean, out there I, and compete I, at hundred percent. You're still saying she'd so kick your good. ass. I mean, they rip, you know, that I, I can, it'd be hard for me to turn in a score every week. Huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. You know, my back doesn't yeah. hurt. But you competed. <laughs> can flare up or something. Everything goes my way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, yeah, I, I believe uh, so. I mean, cause did. we did, we did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's also the aspect of like, yeah, no, I mean, hey, I, I'd give her a run. I'd give her the best run I could. And and actually, I'm the, dude, the worst part. For the young dude, kids the listening to this, is man, I'm that is number one. Now. The number one <laughs> so thing bad. that goes when you get older. Uh, that gosh, is how you know you're getting older. Is those day, hangovers <laughs> go from being tolerable uh, to fucking miserable. Yeah, we did. And, we, and I, sometimes we just, they go know, two days. My, my oh, era dude. is cool to party, not work. I know. Out, I can't. So. I barely drink anymore now, for that because of that. It's just your entire next day is gone if you party that hard. You know, I I I can't do it. It sucks. Uh yeah, it is. It is brutal. 
Nice. Um, okay, do you want to wrap it up? It's we done? horrible. Or do you want to keep so going? It's so horrible, Let's dude. Go. Oh, my Yeah, we had, gosh, a, we had some man. other stories but, we wanted to share. Yeah, I think we did. We had, I think we had a good year. show. Should I think we covered some watch. bases here today. Um, check out the France um, All right, so event. next time it's, we're going to um, hopefully yeah, get a guest. Right uh, we've they been talking with Greg Long, greatest speedway surfer ever, ever. Like, I don't think there's even a debate at this point as to who the greatest speedway surfer in the history of that sport is, and it's Greg Long. Would you disagree with that? I mean, is that am I going too far saying that? I like it. I like it. So, in my you question though, I, who's I, in the argument? I, I like, who else? That, like, if you had to have an argument, you know, it's about one of those things where you're still in, like not out of his prime, or, right? And you, you know how they the talk Greg about people later on. Who's done it? You know, like up until the present. So, for me, like, it's hard who, to speak that way. Him? Like, who, who, like, who could you make the case for as possibly better than him? Still in his prime, so it's like it's still going. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know. Ooh, Jeff Clark would would disagree. Would Jeff Clark would not like your statement right there? But go ahead. You know, I'd say Pete Mel would be in a good running because I mean he he did discover Mavericks and then he 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 also rips just like Greg. Like he serves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I I think Grant Twiggy Baker too. Like I mean, like you know you know that that. But I mean, I you know I great. know they're super good friends. But but I mean you know what I mean. There's a couple guys that I I like I highly respect all of their talent. Yeah, and stuff that's true. Done. Um, do you know what I mean? And so it's, Twiggy's it's hard, another guy again. To, hopefully we'll get him to, on like, soon. One guy. We might do some of these interviews guy, occasionally you know, just one on one, where one of the other will not be there. Uh, but regardless, our goal is to get died, some great you know? guests on the program. You know what I mean? And, and, and um, but yeah, guys, dude, that's like it. Follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. Omar, hopefully by the time this is published, you'll have your Twitter account. Should be at Omar Echeverry, just your name. I don't think anyone's taken that yet, so get on it. At a minimum, at a minimum, just literally go on Twitter.com and just register that account. It'll take you literally 30 seconds to do that. And then you can just sit back and do nothing for a long time. So at least no one else steals your Twitter account away from you. You actually have your name out there. Take it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. All right, brother. <laughs> well, All right, darn man. It. Love you, brother. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, boy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.